let's have that conversation, Bernie. Fucking Bernie, hit the intro. Hey, everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast. And today, Eddie and I are reviewing the latest in quotations and raunchy comedy, The Blackening. Because we're clearly two Hispanics are like the best people to talk about this film. Are you saying that? We can't talk about it, Eddie, or what? <laughs> I didn't realize that. I'm saying this movie I'm scared. Is put out specifically for someone. I'm saying that I'm scared, but let's do it. Why? <laughs> I want to. I don't want to come off as I don't like this movie because of a certain reason, rather than it not being funny. Oh, I'll tell you why. It's not even that I don't like this movie. It's I felt I was sold a false bill of goods. How so? So. When I was seeing the marketing for this movie, it came off as sort of scary movie-ish. The yeah. original scary movies. The Wayans Brothers scary movies. Yeah. And those scary movies are probably top-tier uh, raunchy comedies. I'd say parody raunchy comedies. Yeah. like As far as parody movies goes, those two movies, top-fucking-tier. Like, there's really no other... Like in that realm of parody movies, mm-hmm. um, I think they did really well, especially just going R rated. I mean, you can make arguments for Monty Python, you can make arguments for a lot of other people, but I mean, those Wayans Brothers scary movie movies were just they were so above and beyond great at the time that when they left. Uh, I'm I'm still not entirely sure on the how the whole like them getting ousted from their own franchise happened. Oh, but when they left after yeah. Scary Movie Two, um, you can clearly see there was a step down in production. So, but do you know the story of how the Wayne's Brothers like lost the rights to Scary Movie? I've heard it once, but then like I've I never really looked back up on it. So, um, and I had listened to a, uh, it was like a, like a celebrity profile podcast thing. And they were talking mm. about the Wayne's brothers, right? Both of them. And mm. they had mentioned, you know, scary movie was their big breakout hit. Like, yes, they had a TV show, but scary movie propelled them. Like, in well, your- remember before that they had, um, the show, uh, mm-hmm. no, they had the Wayne's brothers show. They mm-hmm. had a living oh. in living color and don't they had. To society while drinking don't yeah don't be a menace in south central while drinking juice yeah um and there was one before that with uh with not damon wayans the oldest wayans what's the oldest one's name the one that directed the movies uh keenan yeah he did us it was something sucker i can't remember what it was called though but it was a parody movie i think of action movies I'm sorry, fantastic one. But yeah, no, he, so like like you said, man, the Wayne's brothers, they were big, but I'd argue scary movies kind of propelled them into the atmosphere. Like, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I would say prior to scary movie, they were big because they had in living color, but I mean, scary movie brought them to such a bigger audience because of just, I mean, how fucking hilarious scary movie was. Yeah, but also like for the most part, scary movie is still funny. 
like there's a couple of like moments that would not uh pass today Uh, you know i i know i know i know there are moments like that but i don't look at it as that and you can say like well it's because you're old it's because you grew up in that time um i mean dude i'm also i mean we've i've never personally dealt with it but i've had to had a tough i have had to have tough skin growing up yeah so like things never really phased me even like when they were directed at me and sometimes they get pretty fucking deep mm-hmm. but like i look at it for what it's trying to do it's trying to make you laugh yeah and if it's making you laugh if it's making you forget holy shit they just use something that's completely fucked up to make me laugh if it's able to do that then it's did its job yeah Um, Comedy for me is kind of like you're pulling the mask off of the serial killer and it turns out to be some goofy motherfucker. Yeah. Well, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have a similar interpretation when it comes to this. Comedy is a safe space. Yeah. Like, fucking everything goes out the window because you assume they're not... If a a comedian makes a joke that could be seen as offensive, but the, they're doing it the with perfect people. example of when comedy goes bad is when Kramer was at the Laugh Factory and yeah. he it if you haven't seen that clip the n-word right oh yeah <laughs> he he starts getting very upset and yeah he starts doing that uh took a while for him to get to get some traction back in his career but that's where comedy goes bad I'm talking comedy is is supposed to be a thing where it's supposed to make you laugh it's not meant to be mean it's not meant to hurt your feelings it's meant to just make you laugh and if it doesn't make you laugh then you know what did it make the everyone else in the room laugh and if it did then maybe it's just not for you maybe you're the problem no not the problem it's that everyone has their own taste in comedy no, but what I what I mean when I say that is like we need there there should be an understanding, general understanding, that comedy is a safe space where it's like it's okay to make those fucked up jokes. Maybe it's not for you, yeah, comedian. But yeah, no, yeah, like, I just didn't want to use the word problem because you know what, they're not really the problem. It's just that they need to understand that that comedy is not for you. Yeah, well, like it's for, it's for someone else. Yeah, well, like, okay, and at risk of being fucking lightly canceled, um, I'll, I'll go on record saying this. There are comedians that I liked when I was a kid that I don't like anymore. Like, I just, my taste changed. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I thought fucking Carlos Mencia was the most hilarious guy ever. We watched oh, yeah. the show. But now I go back and I'm like, it's fine. Like, it, I, I don't laugh as much as I used to. For me, for me, just what did it for me was just, like, hearing all the accusations of him stealing jokes. Oh, like the, um, the Joe Rogan moments? Yeah, and, like, the compilation video of him stealing jokes. Like, it was just, like, that's where you're just kind of like, I, I can't really I can't really defend you, man. <laughs> I agreed. But, like, um, but yeah, like, comedy sensibility does change for everybody. Um so so with us talking about comedy sensibility how it's meant for someone do you feel because i i already said what i said like i felt like this movie is being marketed as a return to scary movie type uh comedy yeah 
But you know, when I saw it, there were some funny parts. I saw this movie because I thought the trailer had potential. Yeah. And just when I saw it, I was like, all right, there was there there's some funny parts, but it's just I feel like this wasn't what I was marketed. Fair? When I when I first when I saw the marketing, let's start with the marketing then, and then we'll jump mm. in. I never took it as it was a return to parody films. I kind of took it as like you didn't. The whole fucking movie is a parody on black comedies. Well, black uh, black people in horror movies. Yeah. So, but, but like, I didn't take it as like a because there's a scary movie, there's a disaster movie, there's date uh-huh. movie, there's violence. Oh, that's that's not that's not talk about the the movies after scary movie because those are just those killed parody comedies. I think the only movie that I liked after you know parody comedies started just really tanking what? was the comebacks. Oh, that's that one I thought was actually genuinely funny. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You brought the stuff. Yeah, I brought the milk. Awesome. Now I can have my my uh, coffee. You know what? A seal Terry. I mean, not a seal Terry. You know what? ACL Terry. You got you got a future in this. You know what, coach? (laughs) I feel like if you keep calling me that name, something bad's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, <laughs> like that for me, that was the last one where I was like, man, this one was actually re- pretty funny. It's God. What was it? I have a letter here from uh, Timmy Wilson who wants the other team to win. He's in the hospital. He could pass away any moment now. And all he wants is his team to win. Are we going to let that happen? No. What do we want? For Timmy to die sad. Oh, yeah. I remember that part. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like yeah, that was like the last one. Okay, so with the blackening, what what were you expecting? Because I was expecting like a return of parody comedies. I, I was expecting like this weird fusion of like borderline A twenty four like examination film with some comedy mm-hmm. and some horror. Like that's what I was expecting, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually what we got because it does examine like uh, black culture. It examines uh stereotypes and tropes of black characters in horror films but also there is horror to this film like there are parts of it that's horror but also parts of this movie that frankly i think are really interesting um mm-hmm. going into it do we want to just talk folks spoilers in three two one um there's a there, there's seven characters in this film one of which is clift or clifton 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 all right so clifton uh he ends up being the bad guy, right? They think he's dead. Oh, switcheroo. It's actually me, guys. Mm. Um, he's a bad guy. And- but the, the only part that kind of bothered me with him is that you could pick it out from the beginning that he was the- that he was going to be the bad guy. I, what? Okay, I'll be honest with you. I didn't pick it out that he was going to be the bad guy. I just, at the rate that they were killing people, I was like, oh, okay, he's just not a victim. Hmm. Um, I, I couldn't, I didn't pick up on that, but it made sense because he said, he says at one point, you guys didn't make me feel like I wasn't welcomed by my own people. You guys singled me out saying I wasn't black enough or questioning my blackness. Mm-hmm. And, and so that night he drank for the first time, drank way too much and ended up killing somebody and went to jail, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not trying to equate, you know, blackness to Mexicanness or how Mexican are you? 
Um, no, but there is some sort of we. There is some sort of like um, correlation. Correlation. Ah correlation be- between those two because uh, not like with black people but with mexicans yeah if you don't speak spanish yeah mexican you're automatically talk shit about yeah uh, and and they and they will pick at you until you get upset and then they get like why are you getting so upset yeah well it's it's a feeling of like are you mexican enough and i, I can come from it from that perspective like yeah like, I think, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but I've been gatekept as far as like, are you really Mexican though? Look at your skin color. Look at the way you talk. How much Spanish do you know? It Which is funny before. because it's like people forget like, hey, Mexicans come in white. They they do forget that. Um, like the stereotype. But it, even then, like, there's enough problems going on outside where people are like, Oh, illegal illegal immigrants, lazy, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're already bashing us. Why the fuck mm-hmm. are we infighting? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. To me, that that does bug the shit out of me. So when I hear his story, Clifton's story of why did he do this? Because you were gatekeeping. You questioned my blackness. You questioned who I was to a people who I looked at and I thought of them as safety. Like, I can retreat to my people. And you took them. Mm-hmm. And I hate you for that. I really liked him as a villain. I thought he was funny at certain parts. I still laughed, even though I saw it in the trailer a bunch of times when he said, I voted for Trump. Twice. Oh, yeah. That I that part I did laugh in the trailer. <laughs> the For me, I think the funniest character mm-hmm. that I probably laughed the most at mm-hmm. was probably Shanika. Shanika Walls? Yeah. Uh, he played... Allison's rebound guy, right? Or Allison's like No, Shanika's the one that drives in with uh Clifton. Remember she picks him up at the uh, oh. convenience store? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When she tries swimming and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like I thought she was probably the funniest. Second would be even though he had such little to do in this movie, Jay Farrow. Like, I'm like, why did you kill him off so quickly? That's true. Oh my god, that's right. He was in this. Hey, what's his face was in this too? Um, fucking Diedrich Bader. Yeah, yeah, Diedrich Bader. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He was in this. He was funny. Well, he always plays the podunk white dude. He did in Beverly Hillbillies. But like, he also like he acknowledges like like they have this. Well, he he has a typecast and he does it well. There's a reason why he keeps doing it. No, but he's hilarious. Like the the part where they're like. Should we trust him? Like, you can trust me. But that's what the killer would say. Mm-hmm. Can, look, if you invite me to the barbecue, I still wouldn't have come. Well, why? Because you're all black and me being there would have felt confrontational or at least, like, put everyone at unease. And they're like, that's actually a good answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why. The delivery in the moments, I don't know why. That part, like, made me crack the fuck up. Um, yeah, I. but yeah, I would say the Shanika was probably the funniest character. Uh, King was pretty funny at times, um, but the other ones, eh, it was kind of like in and out. Like they they were funny. Yeah, I didn't like the whole drug storyline with Allison. Like I'm so straight edge, and then it's like, oh, the you know, I'm on it. It's like not that funny. Like I just didn't find Allison Allison's character funny. Uh, Grace Byers, I think that's her name. I didn't find her. You know, funny. some of them just weren't. 
they weren't really hitting like when it came to comedy. And again, if they hit for other people and they found it hilarious, good for you. I, I'm going to equate this to like, um, what was it, Flaming Hot? Because there were a bunch of scenes in Flaming Hot that like I found really fucking relatable. And I think you did too, right? Yeah. So if there's moments in this where like people who are black like watch this movie and they're like, that's so fucking relatable, fair enough. I'm not going to judge. You know, everyone's different. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's even an interesting point. So the killers show up at the very beginning. I think they killed Sean and took Morgan hostage, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they were going to celebrate Juneteenth. Oh yeah. Um, and they essentially make the, make them play this game, which is funny. I was answering some of them, right. They were like, how long did black skin and Viv stick around till light skin and Viv came around? Oh yeah. I got that one right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I know these, I know these. I fucking grew up on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, I I lost when it came to the the Black National Anthem. I was like, I don't know. Oh yeah, I that mean, one. I was like, I didn't I'm even gone. know that there was one. Do, do Mexicans have one? I had heard that there was one. I just never knew like how it sounded or what what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Um, but yeah, and then they, it gets to a point where he where the killer says vote whichever one of you is the least black and oh clifton all day no but like that's the fucked up things that they didn't present a united front i think if they had maybe this would have been done early but well i equate it to remember carlton from first prince yeah remember how he was always considered less black because he was intellectual he liked all these different things that were considered like rich people things he what else he he would dance to marlon jones or whatever i forget uh it's not individual that guy yeah it is uh, i know his last name is jones but i I can't remember the first name but no yeah you're right and there's a whole episode in i think season six or season five right yeah and the guy's trying to uh, the guy's trying to make him quit because he doesn't deem him black enough yeah and and to but to Carlton's credit, Will tries to step in, and Carlton says, "You know, I got this." And yeah. I'm like, "Why are you trying to turn me down? It's us versus them, and if we keep in fighting, what are we going to accomplish? Nothing." Mm. And it's I, I that's fair, man. I think he's right in that one. Like, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, they both clipped it now. He goes out, gets shot, and we think he's dead. And because they killed off, like Morgan really wasn't in it anymore, and they killed off Sean. I was like. Oh, okay. I guess we can write him off then. Dude, I was just like, why did they kill off Jay Farrell? Maybe, maybe it's kind of like, um, like Scream, like the original Scream, where they kill off the most popular actor or actress. Like, I guess, because I mean, he was on SNL. He was hilarious on SNL. And like, I mean, I would have thought that he would have had a bigger part in this movie and then they kill him off and i was like what lame i don't know i i'm hoping maybe that is that they were trying to go for like shock value rather than like they just didn't have anything for him oh yeah it makes sense um what so i i kind of figured that there were red herrings and they turned out to be the characters and then it was a red herring the two like southern good old boys were you surprised or when they, it turned out that they were the killers? 
No, I wasn't surprised. There was very little characters introduced in the movie, so kind of start picking out who's going to be the killer real quick. But what if, like, it was a surprise? Like, who the fuck are you? I think they were trying to surprise us by making Clifton the killer. Because, I mean, it was never really said, like, one of you is the killer. Yeah. So, like, I think they were trying to surprise you by making Clifton the killer. And just, like, it it could have gone either way. It could have been just the two, uh, the two hillbillies being the killers or the two hillbillies and the cop being the killers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did do a pretty good job though of making this thing. For I thought for a split second maybe the cop was one of the killers when they found the mask. I was like, "Wait, is it is this a triple fake out or a double fake out?" What did he say when they found the mask? He said, "I know it looks bad. I found it in the woods. He's coming. Let me in." Mm. Which I'm like, fair enough. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so you so watching this whole film you didn't think like was, did you just not think it was funny or not as funny as you were hoping not as funny as i was hoping like i didn't hate the movie i just thought it was fine by the end of it i was like man eh, it's okay like the for me the funniest part was probably when shanika and king are fighting with the the killer when she's swimming yeah and doesn't she go back to save king uh yeah, she starts to swim back. Yeah, getting his ass whooped. Yeah, like that was for me. That was my favorite part because I thought they, I thought Shanika and King were hilarious. Um, but other than that, like it's just the other characters. I didn't really find them that funny. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's just because you didn't find them that relatable? It just on the surface, you just didn't find them that funny. You know, I just think they weren't writing them to be that funny. Mm -hmm. I think maybe I maybe I misconstrued the trailer. Maybe I I thought maybe I uh messed myself up thinking like oh it's going to be like this or it's going to be in the realm of this. But I mean in the end of the day it wasn't. Yeah. But the only thing that throws me off is that I mean I see the categories that this movie's under horror comedy and like there's only the only other thing I could equate it to, especially when it has a cast like this, is like, oh, it's like, like scary movie, like a Damon Way, like a Damon Wayans movie, not Damon Wayans, Keenan Wayans. Oh, I keep saying Damon, uh, Keenan Wayans movie, because I mean they were such a prominent figure in, um, in black comedies. What's called, you know, Scream, the last one with Nev Campbell in twenty twenty two. Mm -hmm. Registered under horror comedy. I don't think it registers as a horror comedy. Am I right? I mean, they have some parts where they try to be funny, but for the most part, it's horror. Right. Okay. It's not just me, though. Um, you show that to a kid and ask them, did you see comedy in there? Well, like Freaky, for example, that's clearly a horror comedy. Like, Oh, yeah. That's a spoof off of Freaky Friday. It's a spoof off Hot Chick. Like, like it's a it's a definitely it's a spoof movie, but it also has its own story. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. So we have all that going on. So, and I, I remember after you watched the Blackening, or maybe it was before that, you started mm -hmm. talking uh, on our group chat as far as like how you feel like comedies 
raunchy comedies might be dead or, or rated R comedies might be dead. I feel I feel like they I feel like they try to do these raunchy comedies and they don't do them right. Like I'm you know who I'm really just tired of seeing uh just being used as this uh beacon of like this is look who's doing this movie, Seth Rogen. I'm tired of seeing Seth Rogen's name plastered and used uh, that oh he's producing this movie it has to be funny mm. like the the one with Jennifer Lawrence that movie was not a raunchy comedy it was more along the lines of a rom-com with some raunchy parts mm. other than that it was not raunchy whatsoever so there was no yeah it's it's portrayed as a sex comedy like, like one of the raunchy comedies that always comes to mind is probably the first one I ever saw as a kid was Road Trip. Those dudes were selling semen to 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 pay for their road trip from New York to Austin to stop to stop the guy's girlfriend from seeing a tape that he had sex with another girl. They fake being in a black fraternity, just stay at a at a fraternity house. Oh God, I forgot about that. You're right. And like it works. For some odd reason, it works. American Pie, the raunchiest of the raunchiest comedies of the nineties. It worked. They but do you think it's the fact that those premises wouldn't work today, or do you think it's just we're in a different climate where people have to try to be funny while not? It's not. Them? It's not that they don't. It's. I feel like it's not that they won't work today. Mm-hmm. It's that they they wouldn't work with that cast because there was a Netflix movie. God, I wish I could remember the name, but it was the same exact premise as Road Trip. These four girls. One of them writes an email, I believe, to this guy that she likes. And the whole movie is them trying to go and intercept that email from the guy. You said it was like Road Trip, right? Yes, it was the same exact premise, except instead of a VHS tape, it's an email. I'm thinking or a text message. Huh? I'm thinking of ending things. No, I don't know. To be honest, I don't remember the name. I just remember it was a Netflix movie because I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, this is the same premise as Road Trip. Oh, pip- no, not Paper Girls. Is it Paper Girls? No, that's not. I, I have no idea. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so. But, um, like Girls Trip is another example. Very raunchy in that movie. Um, um, this new one that's coming out, Joyride. Yeah. It has all the makings of a raunchy comedy. There is a girl getting drug shoved up her ass in the trailer. But but you but for me, I'm just like I'm like, I get it, and I it's in the spirit of it. I hope it does good, but just don't bastardize the term raunchy comedy. They so do you think they're using raunchy comedy to try and sell versus like actually trying to commit and like this is what a raunchy comedy is today? Like maybe that's what it is. 
I think they're trying to piggyback off of the name raunchy comedy off of the term because there is a fan base for him. And right now the movie theaters aren't doing so hot. June was probably a bad month for movies, which is crazy to say. With how many blockbusters were supposed to be coming out in June. It really was not a good time. We're in the midst of a writer's strike, folks. Writer's strike and now just started uh, yesterday a uh, actor strike. Like, it is not a good time for the movie theaters right now. And June was such a bad month for movies. Like, it's crazy how bad it was. And comedies are just, man, they're going away. And it's crazy to think, like, can comedies be made today? I think there's a space for comedies. I think the problem is nowadays, though, they either one need to be PC or I think a better thing would be maybe they're just meant to they're just destined for streaming from now on i mean uh speaking of streaming the the broken lizard boys came out with a new movie on hulu the the quasi movie let's see broken lizard yeah they're the guys that made super troopers uh beer fest i love beer fest i remember that I, re- I think like, also, what was the other one? Not Beer Fest. It was Super Troopers. No, no, no. Club Dread. I like Club Dread. Yeah, Club Dread. Yeah. I because that movie, I cannot say the movie. I cannot say the name Penelope right. I always say it how they say it in that movie, Penelope. <laughs> because it still makes me laugh. Oh man, I need to. I need to rewatch some of the old stuff. Like, um, but yeah, like, I feel like, and if they do make these quote unquote raunchy comedies, like the Jennifer Lawrence one, um, people started writing about how, Hey, wouldn't this be really fucking creepy if the roles were reversed, if a guy was hired to date a, a 19 year old girl to get her out of her virginity. It would, it would, it would be creepy. And people are like, oh, that's not fair. You should cut her some slack because this is a comedy. It's supposed to be outrageous. Okay, if that's the case, then keep that same energy. If they do that with a comedy that you don't feel is right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, there's that one quote from South Park. Either everything is okay to make fun of or nothing is. You cannot have it both ways. And if you try to, you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Like you, And if it doesn't make you laugh, then it's not for you. Don't watch it. I think there's a big um, misconstruement when it comes to just be- because. So how do I fucking say it? I don't like Lifetime movies, right? I don't. I oh, just, yeah. And I, I, I don't understand. There's some people that do. I don't. But you're never going to see me going to Congress to try and get Lifetime movies banned. Yeah. Because it, they're not. it's not for me. But just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it's not okay to watch or for it to be made or whatnot. Like, that's not my business. I'm I absolutely movie. hate the Twilight movies. Do you think I'm going to go and picket them because I think... They are trash? No. Because they're not for me. 
Yeah, they're for teenage girls that are having a sexual awakening. Like, like this movie, back back to the blackening. I thought it was fine. It, I thought it really was fine. I just thought that they should have either maybe chosen the cast a little bit better or just really try to make some funny things. Um, I'm looking at the director, Tim Story. Um, I've seen some of his movies. I mean, I've seen both of the uh, Fantastic Four movies. I've seen um, Shaft. I've seen... Um, which one else? Tom and Jerry? Yeah, he made Tom and Jerry. I, I saw Taxi. I remember seeing Taxi as a kid, and I thought Taxi was funny. Oh, I loved Taxi when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, Think Like a Man was fine. I think I remember he saw that. I saw Think Like a Man 2 in, in theaters, I think. Yeah. Um, Ride Along was funny. Ride Along 2, uh, I kind of wasn't a big fan. That was funny. Um, but, like, he does have the chops to make a comedy. I just, I just, I wasn't a big fan of like, I felt like some characters they wrote to be funny and the other ones they didn't. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they were trying to pull, how do I say this? Uh, the, the tales of Iron Man 1 are known, right? Like they barely had a script. They had to depend a lot on Robert Downey Jr. and his co-stars just kind of ripping off each other to kind of fill out the spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that approach is taken a little too much nowadays in Hollywood where they're like, uh, we have an idea of what we're going to do, but also y'all can ad lib and we'll keep some of it, you know, which with some actors that works like with Brian Reynolds and the first Deadpool, there was a lot of ad libbing in there and it worked. Same thing with Deadpool too, but you can't do it all the time. It takes special talent to be able to ad lib and shoot from the hip and it'd be fun. I think this is one of those instances where it worked at times but other times it failed miserably because comedy is hard comedy is very fucking hard Mm -hmm. Um, i i think there's a reason why comedy where comedians not all the time but sometimes make incredible actors in a general sense like adam sandler great comedian he's actually pretty funny but if you watch him in a movie where he wants to go like uncut gems he can be serious No, in situations like that, I guess. You know what's weird? What? So on IMDb, if you if you cl- click on the blackening, mm-hmm. it says twenty twenty two. Yeah, it was released in twenty twenty two at the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, really? But, yeah, but theatrically, it didn't release until almost a fucking year later. God damn! Why did it take so fucking long? Negotiations, maybe. So. The way it works is this. They'll screen a movie at like film festivals like Toronto or fucking South by Southwest, whatever. Like they'll, yeah. they'll screen films and they use that screening as an opportunity to tell the big studios, hey. Yeah, to shop know. it around. Exactly. To be like, to yeah, to be like, all right, um, look how great we did on on at this film festival. Like we feel like it can it can do good in a bigger market. Do you want to purchase the the rights to it, and then they go from there. Yeah, there's a reason why I was thought I used to think that it was weird how many films we made a year. That I was like, why the fuck was this ever made? It's like, oh, they were trying to get picked up, but they didn't, so now they're on VOD. Which, dude, I'm watching the trailer for. Well, I'm not watching it, but like it's playing on IMDb, mm-hmm. and um, like it's it's 
it's intersecting like parts of the audience like you know how they watch them in in um uh, in what it, night vision cameras yeah i'm like man either i saw this movie with the wrong people which was like two other couples yeah or or something cuz i'm like i'm like there were funny parts in this movie don't get me wrong but yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something here. <laughs> maybe, maybe you didn't. Okay, so I, I think it's a, I think it's a couple of things. Maybe one, uh, you went in thinking it was one movie when it was something else. I think two, yeah, who you watch it with really matters because, and I'll say this: like for example, when we went to go watch um, a Quiet Place, uh -huh. that movie theater was fucking silent. You couldn't yeah. open your candy. Like, it, it's part of a theatrical experience. I like, remember when we watched Avengers Endgame. Like, yeah. part of the fun was the crowd was in on it. I mean, and now yeah. you're watching it, but by yourself or like with only four other people. You're probably yeah. going to get pumped, but you're not going to be like, yeah, because you you don't have the people around you. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was all that because. I saw it while I was at home on a day off, and I'm like, well, it's fine. It's funny. I laughed at some parts legitimately. Like, no harm, no foul. I guess for me, the only thing that I really just got... I guess the only thing I really ever just get annoyed by now, as of now, I guess that's my old man trait, is just the term of uh, raunchy comedies just being so, like, loosely thrown out there. Like no, dude. If it's raunchy, I want it to be raunchy. Yeah, you want like don't don't bullshit me. You want uh, the marketing to be more honest and straightforward. Yeah, like I mean, like I'm just throwing out examples from raunchy comedies, fucking wedding crashers, Vince Vaughn tied up on the bed. Here comes the fucking uh, girlfriend's brother, and he wants to do tummy sticks with him. Yeah, that's raunchy. Or um fuck, what else? Uh American Pie, where the chick dumps uh beer um beer with jizz in it on Stifler's head. Oh, I forgot about that. Gross out no, that's not even gross out comedy. It's just like raunchy comedy. It's raunchy. Uh road trip. Like there's so many things that I'm just like you can be raunchy, but it really depends on how, if the public will let you. And I feel like the public won't go that level anymore. Like, I feel like the last raunchy comedy, true raunchy comedy, was Hangover. You know, I, and I'm going through a list of raunchy comedies right now. You might be right, because all these ones that are like modern day. They're not. Like, Tag is not a raunchy comedy. No, that's a fucking feel-good comedy. Blocker, maybe Blockers, but I don't remember watching if it was funny or not. Uh, that one it, it that one didn't speak to me. Like, I mean, maybe it was funny for someone. The one that I took offense with was Good Boys. Because that one... Yeah, that one's here on the list, too. I don't know if you can see it in the background. Yeah, it's it's up there. To do list is pretty raunchy. I will give it that one. It's about a chick trying to 
Yeah, doing a list of her virginity. Book was but, Booksmart launching comedy? Which one? Booksmart. Booksmart? Not really. Uh, Mike and Dave meet wedding dates. I, uh, I, I didn't see it. It really didn't look that funny to me. I just remember a part of the trailer where, where uh, I think Anna Kendrick? Right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Anna Kendrick and uh, Aubrey Plaza are in that movie. I just remember that there's a part in the movie where she says, you want to watch The Godfather? Although we never watched The Godfather. Maybe we won't get it. Like ah, this is the, this is the end. I think this is the end. Was a more comedy than anything. What about um, Sausage Party? Sausage Party. The ending was pretty. The Sausage Party. I will give it that. It was pretty fucking raunchy. It, but it only food. works because it's it's fucking food. You know, ah, oh, there was controversy about how much hell it was to work on the film. God damn it. Uh, what? Uh, what? What? Uh, so I'm looking into it right now, Sausage Party, and apparently there was some criticism about the amount of crunch time that they had to put in. People were alleging that they were having to work 83 hours a week to get the movie done on time. And Dude, then, it's a it's an animated movie. I'm not surprised. Granted, hey, maybe that's not what you signed up for, but I mean, it sucks. I mean. It's crazy. The top four animated, the top four raunchy movies that are on IMDb. You know what the top four are? What? American Pie, American Pie Two, American Wedding, and American Reunion. In that order. Which makes sense. Then Knocked Up, Fair, Good Luck Chuck, Fair, Sixteen Candles. Never saw it. I Love You, Man. Fair. Sixteen Candles has some pretty questionable scenes in there. Like what? I've never seen Sixteen Candles. So there's a scene where um the so you've seen Breakfast Club? Yes, that I have seen. So the nerd in that one, he's in Sixteen Candles. Okay. There's a part where uh him and the popular girl wake up in uh her in her uh convertible, mm-hmm. and they they're both they were both blackout drunk. And they had sex. So, like, I mean, that's a little in the gray area of, like, they're both blackout drunk, but they can't really consent. Yeah. Or long... Oh, my God. There was an exchange... An Asian exchange student named Long Duck Dong. In 16 Candles? Yes. Oh, I think I've heard that part. No more wanky my... Yes. Yes. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah, so that that's that's mm. uh, that's, uh, that's pretty controversial. I mean, even uh, Fast Times. Fast Times has an abortion in it. What? You've never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No. So there's a part where one of the main characters she loses her virginity and she gets pregnant, <laughs> and she goes and has an abortion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fun. All right. As a quintessential '80s movie. Wow. Okay. Is she the main character? Uh yes. Okay. It's kind of like an ensemble piece where it's dealing with multiple characters, but I would say she's a main character. Let's see. Uh. Okay. Question. Did you see the five-year engagement? 
Huh? Have you ever seen the five-year engagement? The one with Jason Segel and and what's her face? Um, she's married to the the Jim from the Office. Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, I've seen I've seen it. Dude, I can't remember it in order. I know, like at one point, they don't, they get, they uh, break up. Dude, I saw that movie and I remember it was the first time I was really like, "This isn't funny. This is sad." Yeah, like when they break, like, and he makes so much sense because he says, "Like, yeah, he kissed you, but there's a reason he felt like he could." No, oh, yeah, that's uh... oh, or even one of my. F- Honestly, one of my favorite raunchy comedies to this day, The Girl Next Door. Oh, that's right. The one doesn't he make like a sex video or a porno or something? So yeah, at the end of the movie they make a or what people are thinking is gonna be a porno, but it's a sex ed film. And something about a banana, right? No, they are like there's no bananas in because the common trope in sex ed films was they put a banana a condom on a banana to show you how to put on a condom. Yeah. But in uh in their movie, they're like, there's no bananas in this movie. Oh, that's right. We're going for the real deal. Oh yeah. yeah. That was the whole hook of it, right? Like it's actual like you're doing it. Eurotrip. How have we not said Eurotrip for raunchy comedies. Oh man, that movie when they're fucking in the Vatican, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't register this, but this is awesome. When they're on the train with the Italian guy, that dude is a creepy. Miss Scusi, Miss Scusi. Uh oh, what? Long tunnel. <laughs> and he, he tries to molest all of them. <laughs> oh, that's right. God, I've, oh my god, the robot scene. Yeah. You're no robo. <laughs> oh no. But, but yeah, like <laughs> Oh, and then the fucking monk that's playing the the drums as they're approaching each other in battle. And oh, you know God, and you know with, with the recollection of these raunchy comedies, you know what I will say on my own part, maybe I did misconstrue the blackening as a, a raunchy comedy. Maybe I did misconstrue it as that. And you know what? That's my own fault. Um, Folks. As a com as a comedy for this movie, it was fine. Um, I just think the writing could have been a little bit better mm-hmm. with the with the non comedian people, because you could tell which people are naturally funny, and which people are, need that help. Yeah. Uh, folks, I, I'm I'm gonna go on record and state this: you have a rare moment here, Bernie, admitting that he may have been wrong. And uh, holy shit, they gotta mark this on the calendar somewhere. It's because I'm never really wrong, Eddie. I mean, are you always right though? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, folks, now imagine growing up with that for about 29 years. Um. Question, would you say Easy A is a raunchy comedy? Because I don't think so. I think it's funny, but I don't think it's a com- raunchy comedy. I'd say it's a teen comedy. I agree. Uh, Friends with Benefits, Pretty in Pink? Pretty in Pink. I, To be honest, never seen that one. That's the only, that's one of the only like quintessential 80s movies that I never really saw. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'd say that's a raunchy comedy. That's a raunchy comedy. It shows his dick. That's true. That was a big moment for for man penis. That that was genuinely like. Which I'm just like. 
I'm like, okay. And then in Jackass Forever, they showed the most penis that's ever been on screen time in an R-rated movie. How, how much screen time did they have? A lot. There was a lot of penis. God, I don't remember Jackass, but we should watch it. Um, no, the newest one. The newest one, Jackass Forever. No, I know the newest one. Well, I I saw it, but I don't remember there being a lot of dick in it. I remember the scene. Think about think about normal movies and think about how much penis is in there. Practically zero. That's fair. Well, okay. The one scene that I remember the most from Jackass Forever is the plastic surgeon spot where they have the scorpion stinging the stinging. Oh, uh, Rachel Wolf's in the face. Yes. Here's the thing, man. And and far be it from me, call me sexist. That's fine. For some reason, if it was Steve-O, I would have been like, oh, that sucks. But for some reason, because I think it was a woman, it, like, hurt more. Look, see, that's your own, that's your, that's, that's your sexism, like, that's that you, that you have. Like, for some reason, she did other skits, like, where she was electrocuted, and I thought, oh, that's funny. Oh, we're, that's probably one of my favorite posters where she's uh where her tongue is sticking out and it's about to touch the the bolts on the taser yeah oh, that's one of my favorite posters one. yeah like i thought that poster was sick again that for some reason didn't bother me there's just something about scorpion stinging you in the face that's just like no no Meet the she's the only girl to ever be on jackass so it, it takes a special kind of lady to be to stand up to Knoxville and Steve O. Oh. Um, so, did you think this movie was gonna be a raunchy comedy or no? No, I didn't think it was raunchy at all. I I didn't even get that from the previews. All I got was probably like a dark comedy, like some fucked up jokes, but it's gonna be funny. But there's gonna be some murder, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it never scared me. I just thought, oh, mm. cool, I'm watching a horror film. It was pretty straightforward. There weren't that many twists other than Clifton. Yeah, not a lot of twists. I I don't think there should be um, a second part. I think I think it should be left like at that. I mean, unless because the only other movie that I could think of that tried to do something like this as of recently was that movie with Mike Epps, Meet the Blacks. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh, God. Yeah, he did a sequel. It didn't do so well. Oh, that's right. Have you ever seen the, the movie uh, You People? You People. Why does that oh, sound no. familiar? Jonah Hill, it's like... um. Oh, it's the newest one, the one on Netflix. No, I haven't seen it. I heard it was all right. It's it's all right, but it I think it does a great job of like talking... About both sides of the race aisle. Because, like, he's Jewish, she's black. And, like, there's no beef between, like, obviously the, the two that want to get married. But the parents are so off. It's we, it's hilarious. Is it, like, a more hardcore version of, um, what's a, the one with Carlos Mencia? Uh, it's actually, yes. So, yeah, I would say so. The one with Carlos Mencia and Chris Rock, right? No, it's not Chris Rock. It's uh, Forrest Whitaker. Is it Forrest Whitaker? Is yeah, he plays the dad. Another one then like that. He did that one with uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, that's right. The one where him and the other dad had beef, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Man, there have been so many movies like that where it's like, oh, these two dads aren't going to get along. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, okay, kind of like that. There's more hardcore version of those movies. But like they actually dive into the whole um why they have beef with each other. Like as far as like there's a really awkward scene where they're comparing like trauma of the people. Like one's like oh, you know, black people in slavery. And then the other side's like, well, you know, Jews are kind of like the original slaves. Like, un, mm, un-fucking comfortable. Oh, God. Well, okay, so this movie, what, what would you rate it? What, what do you think? Um, I mean, honest opinion, three out of five. Middle of the road, but like nothing, not below. I don't think it was... An absolute waste of my time. I I just thought it was fine. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say three out of five. I think I'm gonna concur. I'm gonna give this movie a B. It, it's not harmful. It's harmless. It's funny. It, some of the jokes won't land with everybody, but I got nothing really that negative to say about it. Yeah. Mm, so, um, so folks, I will curious. say. I will say I enjoyed this movie far more than No Hard Feelings. Fair. Isn't there a scene where Jennifer and Jennifer Lawrence, I'm sorry, like fights people naked? Yeah. Why? So it's the skinny dipping part in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, these people walk by and steal their clothes. Oh, and and they they fight back. I'm assuming. Yeah, she go. No, she goes and fights them. Oh, what what does the other one do? The guy's just like there, like stays in the water, like a little bitch. All right, fair enough. Ah, but okay. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the rollback. You want me to cue the outro? Uh, in just one sec, folks. If you're listening to this and you notice that there's been a bit of a delay in episodes upload, my laptop decided to crap out on me, so I'm waiting on a new one to come in. Uh, you when this episode dumps, you'll probably get like four episodes in one shot. Uh, Frank, did you want to review the Mission Impossible? Did you even want to see that one? I haven't seen it. Um, I mean, which one was the one that came out before this? Was it Ghost Protocol? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that's the one with Henry Cavill. I mean, that one was fine. I will say I liked uh five. This is what six or seven. Uh, this is gonna be. Let me see. There's much possible. Much possible. Two, three. There was like Rogue Nation, wasn't Rogue that Rogue one of them? Rogue Nation, Fallout. The last one was Fallout. Oh, okay, so I saw Rogue Nation. I saw Fallout, and those are fine. Um, I maybe I'll see it tomorrow. Like, I don't know yet. Although supposedly these these are the last ones. Like they're gonna. Yeah, th- this is supposed to be his last, his last two movies because there's a part one and part two. So we know that there's either going to be a cliffhanger or uh, an ambiguous ending. I'm sure there has to be. You think this movie's going to break a billion? Fuck, man. If anyone could do it, it at this point, it, it would have to be Tom Cruise. I hate that you're right. I, I hate mean, fine. I, hate I thought, I legitimately thought The Flash was going to be better than what it was. And I didn't hate it. There were some, like, the overall, I was just like, this is kind of wonky. But I didn't hate the movie. And I thought, like, when I saw the trailers, like, oh, man, fucking Michael Keaton's coming back in this shit. Like, this is going to be good. Like, even, I wasn't even, like, bummed about Supergirl. 
I was like, all right. And then watching the movie, I was like, oh, Supergirl's actually pretty legit in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but like, I thought that movie was going to break a billion. Dude, I was so sure that The Flash was going to break a billion. Like, it was going to be a gimme. Pretty sure fucking Warner Brothers executives thought this was going to break a billion. You know, uh, I think the, I think Mission Impossible movies are going to be Tom Cruise's last films. Like, yeah, I think he said he's retiring after he's done. Well, he doesn't have any other franchises to do. I don't think he's getting hired on for anything else. I mean, maybe like Tropic Thunder. He was hilarious in Tropic Thunder. That's right. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. Like he was hilarious <laughs> in that movie. God, I forgot about that. Um, man, I really hope Scientology doesn't come doesn't come after me. And then Eddie died. We don't know how he died. He just died. Well, the good news is that Chema has uh, the codes. Actually, I need to text you the codes too for our podcast. So if I do die, you can uh, you can continue our work. Nice. Although I don't know how it's going to work with just you two. That that shit would be fucking hilarious. We'll make it work. You could treat it like a divorced parents. Like he gets it every other week and you get it every other week. Sure. There you go. I'll just have to learn how to edit. It, it, it's fine. It, it'll take you 10 minutes. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, Fernie, hit the outro. Thank you for joining us for this long and strange review of The Blackening. Um, please, please stick around. We, we know that Eddie fucked up and never you know got his laptop checked and you know was responsible but that's not his fault that he's an idiot so please stick around we got plenty of podcasts coming out a review of insidious red door coming out you know there's a lot out there so please check us out wherever you get your podcast needs google spotify apple or even your video podcast needs on YouTube. I'm Ed, I'm Fernie. And come on, Eddie, let's do this. I'm Fernie, and you are. <laughs> I'm Fernie's boss. I'm Eddie. I run this goddamn channel. I run this show. I'm just throwing that out there, motherfucker. And this was your review of the blackening. God knows when it comes out. <laughs> Oh God, I hate you. I hate you so not that much. What? What did I do? Let's cut it. Let's cut it. <laughs>